Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live, as brought to you by, <laughs> it cracks me up with this one, Ballast Point Brewing Company, one of my favorites, the Grunion Pale Ale, as noted by the Grunion on the back of the can. Oh, that is really good. If you haven't tried it, you ought to try it. If you like kind of a hoppy beer, it's not an IPA, it's a hoppy pale ale. But if if you like a little bit of hoppiness, that is definitely a good one. So I hope you've all had a good week. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, for anybody who's new to this, every Tuesday and Thursday, we run old episodes of the Kayak Fishing, kayak fishing Show with Jim Sammons. Uh, on Tuesdays, we run some of the, what we call the Jackson kayak years. And on Thursdays, the throwback Thursdays are the ocean kayak years. So join us every Tuesday and Thursday, or at least most every Tuesday and Thursday. Sometimes I'm out fishing or something. Um, and, uh, you can enjoy an episode with live commentary from, uh, myself. And oftentimes we'll have a guest who was along on the shoot. Unfortunately today, I'm all by myself. Uh, this is an old one. Uh, the guys who were on the shoot with us, uh, actually Ken Whiting, my uh, producer of my show, was on this shoot. And um, he's actually on a really cool trip right now. They're just leaving um, later today or tomorrow uh, for a trip down the Petawawa River in Algonquin Park. One of my favorite, favorite trips we've ever done. Uh, we shot that one years ago, tried to shoot it again a couple of years ago. And the, the water was too high and we couldn't run the rapids. So, uh, but it, it's, if you can run the whole trip, it is absolutely beautiful. So we got a couple comments here. Lost Horizons, how you doing from Huntington Beach, dude? Thanks for joining us so often. I see you on here quite a bit. Douglas from Brazil. Man, I really appreciate you visiting from Brazil. That's very cool. And Liam, hello, Jim, caught no blue sharks, so still still safe. <laughs> That's good, man. <clears throat> like I said, I, I've caught blue sharks. I never thought they were um, all that exciting. Uh, they were more of a nuisance. Um, one of my best blue shark stories actually was um, we had heard about some marlin uh, about six miles offshore here in San Diego. And uh, this was a little while after I had caught my first marlin. And so me and a couple of friends headed out there and, you know, made the long paddle six miles offshore. And this was uh, probably I was paddling a scupper pro back then. And we get out there and my buddy hooks up and then I hook up and it was both of us on blue sharks. And these blue sharks would not leave us alone. Uh, we couldn't put a bait in the water. I mean, it was more just an annoyance. But I mean, they were, if we would paddle away, they would just swim right under the kayak. Uh, I mean, literally right under it, kind of bumping it. And so we finally just had to paddle back in to get away from them because we couldn't, couldn't fish, couldn't put a bait in the water. So I have no love of blue sharks. Dave Fowler, thanks for joining us from Ottawa. 
Uh, good to see you on here as you often are. I really appreciate it. So before we get going on the episode, uh, I had a couple, a bit of news to share with you. Um, I wanted to have a pop-up, but I, I didn't get around to grabbing the pictures. Uh, one of the cool things, you know, iCast, virtual iCast is uh, going on this week. And, you know, it's where all the, the new products are brought out every year. And then they have, um, you know, awards for each category, you know, for best product in category and the best product in show. So uh, one of the products that I'm pretty stoked to see, and I've never fished with this, but very cool to see, is best freshwater soft lure from Patrick Sabeel, a band of anglers. Now, if you look at that, the body shape is basically the dart spin, which I love. I've caught so many fish on the dart spin. So this is called the Dart Prop Pro. And basically it's a prop bait rather than the, the spinner bait on the tail. You can see it's got a, a prop up on the on the nose and then another prop on the tail. And then if you can fish it completely weedless, it, it's, it looks like a pretty cool bait. I bet it would be really awesome down in Brazil and going for those peacock bass because they love those prop baits. Uh, so I don't have any other information about it. You know, I'm not sure what size that came in, uh, but it was just congratulations to Patrick for, for winning best in category on freshwater soft bait. The other thing that came out uh, during this iCast, now I'm a, a big proponent of Seaguar fluorocarbon. I've been using it forever. Uh, usually the, the premier and then the pink label. And then for about the last two years, I've been using the gold label and the gold label is a little bit smaller diameter. So you still have that strength, but smaller diameter. And of course, smaller diameter, your baits are going to swim better and you're just going to get bit better. Well, now they came out with, uh, line sizes for the freshwater guys, you know, down to two pound test. So two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, uh, pound test now. So uh, very, very cool on that gold label. Um, and it goes all the way up to, I want to say 40, uh, maybe 30. I can't remember. Um, but I mean, I use it all the time and it, it's just absolutely great line. And, uh, you know, hopefully someday they'll jump up to even bigger lines, but that gold label, I mean, like I said, it, it's just smaller diameter. So better presentation, more bites. So Pretty stoked on that. Uh, another thing I want to share with you this morning, um, I jumped onto a webinar with Ray Marine, and uh, because I've got a radar on our boat, and this was all about some of the basics and you know how to tune in your your radar on your boat. And I sat in on this webinar; it was super informative. I learned a lot because the radar is pretty new to me, being a kayak angler. Um, so I learned a lot and all these webinars are recorded and then put up on the Ray Marine um, YouTube channel. So I went over to the YouTube channel and checked it out and I knew they'd been doing these webinars and it's the first time I ever actually sat in on one and they have the 2020 Ray Marine webinar series and just a lot of informative stuff. So if you want to learn more about your Ray Marine products, uh, go over to YouTube and check out the Raymarine webinars. It's super informative uh, to sit back there and uh, and learn some stuff. You know, you know how to tune in your fish finder, um, how to use your radar, how to use all your equipment that that Raymarine makes. So I thought it was pretty cool. 
So if you if you do are a user of Raymarine, which I hope you are, go to the Raymarine YouTube channel. So uh, of course, other than being brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company, we are brought to you by Seagar, Jackson Kayak, Werner Paddles, Standard Horizon, Yak Attack. I'm waiting as they scroll by. <laughs> Siegler Reels, A Band of Anglers, Raymarine, and Kokitat. You know, all great supporters of our show for many years, and you know we couldn't do it without them. Of course, you will see during this um, broadcast, because this is an old episode, uh, that we'll be showing other sponsors who have helped us over the years who maybe are no longer with us. But still, we appreciate all the help from all our sponsors we've ever had because uh, it's given us the opportunity to travel around the world and bring these episodes to you. So like I said, unfortunately, I don't have a guest on here with me today. But And when I pulled up this episode, because my, my producer just kind of downloaded these things, and I hadn't had a chance to look at them, and I honestly, I don't remember this episode very well. Um, I don't know that I ever went back and watched it. So we were in Georgia. Like I said, we were with Randy Vining, who was with the Old Town Ocean Kayak um, team back when I was with Ocean Kayak. Uh, Ken, Ken Whiting, my producer. Uh, and again, this was season two, episode three. So fishing for redfish, fishing for redfish was very new to me. I'm in San Diego. So it was very much a learning experience. I know we ate really well. You know, I've got this picture behind me. That's where we stayed is actually right behind my head. There's a, a structure there. So we did stay there for a couple of days. And then we also um, were on a converted shrimp trawler and got to cruise around on that. Now, I know I think this is two episodes. And so I'm not sure if the shrimp trawler falls in on this one or not, but uh, a very cool trip with a great group of people. So uh, let's keep, well, actually, I'm going to have to uh, stop that. And I got to do this, this whole jumping around and sharing the screen. So excuse me one second. There we go. So there's the episode. So with no further ado, let's uh, jump into this episode and please bring any questions you have, comments, anything like that. And I'll be happy to answer all I can. Let her roll. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I'm hooking up with Ken Whiting and Randy Vining at the private islands of Georgia. We're gonna cruise around the flats of the area looking for big redfish and hoping to go for a drag. Stay tuned, we're headed south. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. <laughs> From the seat of his ocean kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple, to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak. Oh, 
Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. Ex Officio, clothing, footwear, and gear for the adventurous spirit. Scotty, the way to fish. Standard Horizon, nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon. Maui Jim, eliminate glare, turn up the color. Yakima Rack Systems and Trailers, take it easy. And the Heliconia Press, cutting edge outdoors media. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, Jim heads to some remote areas of the coastal marshes of Georgia to try for some big redfish. Last season, Jim caught his first red while fishing the Chesapeake Bay. He landed a few more modest-sized reds while fishing with Jeff Herman in Texas. But the big red has continued to elude him. For many anglers in the southeast, redfish are the ultimate fish to target because of the challenge they present. They're spooky, and they're often found feeding deep in the thick weeds. Of course, that's what makes the kayak so advantageous. With a kayak, you can cruise silently through the weeds and sneak up on them. Joining Jim on his adventure is local guide, Randy Vining. Randy is a member of Ocean Kayaks Pro Staff and a guide on the flowing rivers of the Appalachian and Blue Ridge regions. Known by many as the River Pirate, Randy is one of the driving forces behind the sport of kayak fishing in Georgia. It's uh, something that I just have a passion for. I love going and traveling, uh, doing seminars on the weekends and teaching people about this wonderful sport of kayak fishing. Randy and Jim are joined by Jim's old friend, Ken Whiting, who can never resist a new fishing challenge. Every once in a while, I get to go on a trip, and uh, this is the, the trip that I wanted to go on. I wanted to come down here to Georgia. I've never been to Georgia, and I knew the, uh, the coastal marshes was an area I needed to explore. Joining Jim, Ken, and Randy is local outfitter Mike Gowan. Mike co-owns Southeast Kayak Adventures and is a passionate angler. There's no one who knows their way around the winding coastal marshes better than he. I was probably 20 before I even knew what a sea kayak was. As soon as I ever gotten one, which was not in coastal Georgia, I realized this is the mode of transportation for our area. I always say we have a huge trail system. It's just all wet. And the kayaks are our mountain bikes, backpacks, day packs. They're the way we explore our trails. So we, we each brought uh, about four rods with us, but they're all rigged up differently because there's so many different techniques to go for these fish. Uh, we've got a popping cork. We've got some stuff for the bottom. We've got some gulp. We've got some surface uh, lures. Of course, you got a few little side bets going on who's going to get the biggest fish, most fish, first fish, all that. I'm pretty much guaranteed to win all these bets, so but I, I don't want to, you know, don't tell them I said that. I don't want to put too much pressure on the boys. Having gathered at the luxurious Eagle Island Lodge in the private islands of Georgia, the guys settle in to prepare their gear. If they've, they've only caught some little puppy drone, we, we'll try to get them at least in the 15-pound, 20-pound range. Stay tuned as Jim heads off once again in hunt for the big hit. The wind, it doth love us. It likes it so much, it follows us everywhere. Without the truth, <laughs> I've been beat up by wind in more places. It's funny, I'm looking at the, you got a uh, bunch of thumbs up and one angry face. <laughs> Dave Hudson, why the angry face? <laughs> 
uh, like I said, this was uh, pr fishing for redfish was pretty new to me back then. Um, I mean, it still is. I don't get a chance to do it, but maybe once a year, sometimes a couple times a year, but not often. So always learn different stuff. And uh, fishing with these guys was really cool. That staying on that uh, converted trawler was was really cool. Just being able to move around and do different stuff. So um, beautiful location. Like I said I, I'm from California. That you know. Vi visiting these areas that I'd never been before, uh, back then, like I said, this is season two. So, you know, shot 10, 11 years ago. So, uh, learned a lot on how to fish for these fish and, uh, the different areas. So, but this was all new to me back then. So it's pretty cool to go back and watch these. Welcome back to the kayak fishing show. This episode was brought to you in part by Yakima and their rack and roll trailer. For more information about the Rack and Roll trailer, visit www.yakima.com. This week, Jim's thirst for big adventure takes him into remote areas of Georgia's coastal marshes on the search for big red drum. They only caught about two or three redfish, so I could easily double that today. Although Georgia only has about 100 miles of coastline as the crow flies, a series of barrier islands provides protection for a six-mile band of marshland that amounts to over a third of the saltwater marshes in the East Coast and a fisherman's paradise. Redfish are by far the most targeted fish in the area, and there's nothing that'll make a Georgian angler's heart flutter like the sight of a tailing red. Yeah. No, actually, my, my plan is to try to put these guys on some fish. Fishing for reds isn't an easy task. It takes time to master this type of fishing, and Mike's experience shows as he spots a tail deep within the weeds. We had this wicked weed bed, and we were going right into the weeds. The, the, the tide was up, so the water was right into the weeds, and the reds were right in the weeds feeding. So you could, you'd have to pull yourself through the weeds. It was actually the one time that the wind wasn't such a big factor because the weeds were stopping us from being blown off uh, our position. So you'd pull very slowly through and try to pick them out. It was all sight testing, very much like hunting. Um, it was the first time that I'd gone after reds and I knew they were spooky and I didn't know exactly what to look for. So uh, I asked Mike, Mike was coming by and I said, Mike, how do you, you know, how does this work? Give me some tips here. And he, he said, first of all, you got to put some stinky crab on that, some, some, dead bait on that thing because they'll sniff that stuff out and then you can throw it a bit further away throw it about 10 feet in front of the fish drop it and just let it sit there they'll find it as long as you put it on their path you take a make sure you know which way that fish is going and as he was telling me this all of a sudden he just pops up and goes tail fish Bam, fish on. The great thing was that, you know, Murphy's Law usually states that uh, the camera isn't going to be anywhere near us, but in this case, the camera was right there, and uh, we got the full the full battle on film. But more importantly for me, I got to see the full catch 
to uh, fight to release and uh, learn so much from watching that. One of the things that most people really love about kayak fishing is paddling. And that's why Jim was a little hesitant to use the new Ocean Kayak Torque, which has a Minn Kota trolling motor integrated into the rear tank well. But even the biggest skeptic has to admit that there are times when having a trolling motor on your kayak can make your fishing more enjoyable and productive. And that's what Jim is looking at today in this week's Kayaking Tip. Brought to you by Yakima Racks and Trailers. Take it easy. Trolling motors come in handy in a variety of situations. Of course, they're effective for trolling lures, and depending on the type of trolling motor you're using, you can troll both forwards and backwards. Trolling motors are also convenient for working a shoreline. You can just set a slow troll parallel to the bank and have both hands free to cast towards the shore. The trolling motor is a quick and easy solution for holding your position. And there are some real benefits of using a trolling motor instead of an anchor system. Not only do you save the hassle of setting up and collecting your anchor anytime you want to move, but you don't have to worry about getting your fishing line tangled in your anchor line. So if you haven't seen a trolling motor on a kayak, here's how it works. Now on some kayaks, the trolling motor is actually built onto the stern of the boat, where with the Ocean Kayak Torque, it's a modular system that drops right into the tank well. If you're not going to be using the trolling motor, one of the cool things about the torque is you can pull the motor out and drop in the keel plug, which makes it paddle much better than it does with the motor hanging down or with that large hole open in the boat. When you are using your motor, you simply steer the kayak with your standard rudder, which is controlled by your foot pedals. The throttle or motor control is on the deck right in front of you, which makes it really quick and easy to make adjustments and it includes a safety key that shuts the motor down if you do fall off. The top speed on the torque is about five and a half miles an hour, but I've found there's a bit of diminishing returns if you push the kayak that fast. If you drop the speed down a mile or two, you're gonna get a lot more life out of the battery. Now at trolling speed on a kayak, usually I'm going about one to two miles an hour. At that speed, I can get over five hours of runtime out of the kayak. A final issue to consider is that your kayak is going to be heavy when you have that motor and the large battery in it. So you're gonna to wanna to take the kayak down to the water and then bring down your battery and motor. The bottom line is that a trolling motor on a kayak is a major addition, but in certain situations, they're invaluable. If you spend a lot of time fishing in open water, big currents, a lot of wind, I think you'd really enjoy one of these torques. I think you'll find yourself fishing more and fighting the elements less. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an Ocean Kayak Trident Fishing Kayak and Ex Officio clothing, visit kayakfishingshow.com. That torque was actually a pretty fun boat. Uh, it was one of the uh, first 
kayaks that had a incorporated motor. So, and I said it kind of dropped in there. So a modular, you could just you turn around and yank it out. It was pretty easy to work with. If you've got line or anything tangled in it, like I said, just undid a strap and pulled it out. So pretty fun boat. I uh, had a lot, a lot of good times on one of those torques. And like I said, it was pretty early on. And now, now so many of the boats, like in the bass stuff, um, it seems like everybody's got the, the torpedo motors or other kind of motors built into their kayaks. But that uh, torque was one of the first ones that actually built it into the boat. And it was, it was a very, very fun boat. Um, the other thing is you'll notice that, you know, most of these boats are more my style, longer paddlers boats. And I don't do a whole lot of standing up. So, you know, there's so many better boats now for standing up and sight casting than what we were in. Um, but we were still able to stand in those. So they're still very stable and, and very good paddling boats. But uh, I said, nowadays, you know, the boats that Jackson Kayak has and so many other companies are so much better for that stand up sight casting. And of course that uh, blue sky boat works, you know, that's just a whole different thing. It's not a kayak, but again, very, very fun to, uh, to fish off of. Um, <laughs> it, David said, wow, total accident. So his uh, angry face was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right man i'm glad you're not angry with us uh donald thanks for joining us from long island uh appreciate you stopping by and watching these with us i enjoy doing it like i said i have not watched this episode so um you know it's at least 10 years ago so it's it's kind of it's definitely bringing back some memories that i had totally totally forgotten about so let's uh Keep her rolling. As the wind continues to build, Mike decides to take the team to a sheltered bay with a small pier known as a local hotspot. To see the fish hone in and a fish you've been watching and see it to come in onto your bait was so cool and an experience I've never had. I mean, I, I've had followers on surface lures and you're casting the boiling fish, but it wasn't like that because you were sitting there waiting and waiting and watching this fish. And what an exciting way to fish. And just really, it's, it is hunting. I mean, more than any other kind of fishing I think I've ever done, this was really hunting. talk about my unbelievable fish. You know, I was following up with Randy yesterday and I saw Jim pass a section and I said to myself, that is prime fish territory. And Jim just drifted right on by. So I dropped that hook and bam, what do you know? I got the biggest fish of the day. It was like, <laughs> about that big. <laughs> you know, yeah, it all comes down to that. It's not really about the, the size of that fish, the quality of that fish. It's the fact that I caught a fish and Jim didn't. A long day of tough fishing done, the boys once again head back to Eagle Island Lodge. Andy Hill with Private Islands of Georgia and have Eagle Island, which is a 10-acre island off the coast. Of Darien, Georgia, about 10 minutes east 
We're about 60 miles south of Savannah and 60 miles north of Jacksonville, Florida on the Georgia coast. And we provide round trip boat transportation out to our islands from downtown Darien for our guests. And the lodge can accommodate 12 guests. Well, we're the first, uh, world's first five moon destination. And we're just a little bit uh, sharper than five star. We couldn't be five star, so we decided that uh, with our service and commitment to quality, cleanliness, and having the guest experience everything at their hands, that it would be a five moon experience. So we're a five moon rated destination. It's, um, it's about you, the guest. Actually, we set the stage and you set the experience, the guest. So we wanna have everything at the guest's hands. So for example, our five moon double-headed shower. It's got two shower heads in the shower, it's five moon. You starting to get the picture? Staying in the lap of luxury here at Eagle Island. And I mean, every amenity, they and they fed us so well. They took great care of us. They have the jacuzzi up top and the screened in porch all the way around. And they shuttled us around in their pontoon boats and followed us in the other support boat and ran us around. And I mean, really worked hard to get to the right areas where we could get fish. It's five minutes. Right, exactly. So what we have created is a lot of nests and nooks and crannies for the people that understand and get it and some don't. And so we want to cater to those people and all others that don't get it. They'll come here and experience it for themselves. Five, five, five star, looking for a manager. Five moon, you are the manager. <laughs> After some real soul searching, Randy decides it's time to change tactics. Tomorrow, the team will head for deeper water. Jim, we didn't put any fish in the pond. Yeah, well, you didn't put any fish out there either. When we come back, Randy takes the hunt to Egg Island, where the intrepid kayakers will search for bigger game. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, Ex Officio, Scotty, Maui Jim, Standard Horizon, Yakima, and the Heliconia Press. Yeah, that place was amazing. And it was my first time having the Low Country Boil. Man, what a feast we had. Absolutely, absolutely cool place. Great location. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Maui Jim Sunglasses with Polarize Plus 2 technology. Eliminate glare, turn up the color with Maui Jim. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons. For the past few days, Jim Sammons, Randy Vinning, Mike Gowan, and Ken Whiting have been searching for the big redfish in Georgia's coastal marshes, but strong winds have made the fishing tough and tiring. The group has decided to leave extra early and make for fast and deep flowing waters around Egg Island. They hop aboard the Captain Gabby, a shrimp trawler converted into a floating lodge designed for both kayakers and kayak anglers. They motor their way to Egg Island. Shortly after dropping anchor, the wind eases and Jim's rod bends deep.
Listen to Drummond. What do you got, Jim? Oh, man, I got me my All right. first real redfish. Well, my first real redfish. As Jim is rebaiting his rod, Ken's reel goes off. what I was worried about but my I just couldn't put enough pressure on it so I just stopped the line with my thumb on the uh, on the spool and it's just too much too much for the mono kayak fishing is probably harder on your fishing gear than any other type of fishing do it in rough conditions in salt water and your gear can really take a beating so this week Jim's going to look at ways for you to keep your gear in good condition in this week's Kayak Fishing Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks and the Torque, featuring a Minn Kota motor. Even the largest fishing kayaks are actually a pretty small platform, and it's an ongoing battle to keep your gear corrosion free. But there's really no point in keeping your gear corrosion free if you're sending it to the bottom. It's very easy on this small platform to drop things over the side from a case of slippery fingers. So it's always a good idea to keep all your gear leashed. Rod leashes can be purchased at a lot of different kayak shops and they're also pretty easy to make yourself. Of course, a leash isn't going to stop your rods from breaking or your reels from getting jammed full of sand if you get rolled in the surf. This is why it's always a good idea to stow your gear below deck if you're paddling in rough conditions like surf zones or river current. Now this is where the Ocean Kayak Trident really shines. It's got the rod pod center console hatch, which makes it really easy to slide your rods inside the kayak to protect them. Probably the most common piece of equipment to get lost are your fishing tools like pliers and boga grips. These can easily slip through your hand and bounce off the side of the boat. A simple solution for some of your smaller tools is to attach a small float to them so they'll float to the surface if you do drop them off the side. Another solution is to attach a gear retractor to your PFD and attach your tools to that. That's why I like the new boomerang tool because it has the gear retractor built into the handle. Now on the topic of keeping all your gear safe from rust, the trick is to keep it as dry as possible. That's why I keep all of my gear, hooks, tools, in a Plano dry box. In fact, a lot of people don't know it, but the back of the kayak that I'm sitting in here, the Ocean Kayak Trident, was designed around the Plano Marine dry box. This is one of the most convenient pieces of gear on the market. You can use it as a catch-all for your lures, electronics, and you can also use the other Plano tackle boxes and just drop them right in. Of course, it's impossible to keep your gear completely dry. And so if it does get wet, the trick to avoiding rust is to rinse off any salt water and let it dry as quick as possible. In particular, you need to do this with the waterproof cases because not only do they keep water out, but they'll keep the moisture in. Now, a cool little device that I use to keep my pliers rust-free is the Holds It Tool Saver. A couple of blasts of WD-40 inside of it will keep my pliers rust-free and working great. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. 
For the most comprehensive guide to kayak fishing, pick up a copy of The Ultimate Guide to Kayak Fishing at your local outdoor store or at kayakfishingshow.com. While fishing in Georgia, I got to use the Ocean Kayak Torque Kayak with a built-in Minn Kota trolling motor. This thing was so much fun to fish on. Designed with an infinite variable speed control, it lets you set the perfect pace for your trolling and is even better in wind and heavy current conditions. You can check out all of Ocean Kayak's great products at OceanKayak.com. Another stunning day in Georgia comes to an end with some big battles and Jim successfully catching his first big red. Their Georgia fishing adventure is far from over, though, as the team loads up onto the Captain Gabby, where they'll be based for the next three nights as they explore remote corners of the coastal marshes. Join us next week as Jim hooks up with a couple of new friends and continues his hunt for the big hit in Georgia's saltwater marshes. Yeah, that was uh, definitely bringing back some memories there. Um, <laughs> so this was so long ago, but uh, the Captain Gabby part was was definitely very very cool. Being able to move around and and check out different areas. Uh, that big fish that Ken was on that he eventually broke off. Uh, we're pretty sure that he, he was on either a, a shark or a a, a big ray. Cause it just seemed like it was just sucked down on the bottom, but he was moving. Cause initially I was giving him a hard time saying that he was just hung up, but he was moving. And so, uh, you know, he definitely was on a fish, but pretty sure that was uh, what was going on there. Uh, another thing, I don't know if you guys noticed er, early on while um, the guy was fighting a redfish, the music going on behind that was actually by our friend, uh, Jeff Herman who uh, Jeff Bird's Nest Herman from Texas, you know, he's been on a bunch of our shoots, but that music was by him and we've used a bunch of his music over the years. So pretty cool to add some of our fishing buddies uh, music into the show as well. <clears throat> Another comment here. Um, uh, Donald Schumacher. Uh, hi from Long Island. Uh, Mitch, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dave Hudson. Yeah, it was. It was a super cool place. I mean, you were self-supported, but, uh, you know, they brought you in. Uh, you went shopping and got all your food. Now, they they catered to us because we were shooting a show. And like I said, they, and I'm pretty sure you can arrange it, but they did this whole uh, low country boil for us. Uh, but you basically just pack up all your stuff and um, kind of like having an Airbnb kind of deal, you know, you bring all your stuff in there and then, uh, it has that nice dock there. So you could have your boat or your kayaks or whatever, just, just super, super cool place. So anyway, uh, that is, uh, the end of this episode. Um, I should mention, and I didn't bring it up at the beginning. Again, we still have this deal going with ACR Artex. Uh, for 10% off and free shipping on a PLB, personal locator beacon, which this one apparently is invisible with my green screen. But um, so if you've been looking at getting a personal locator beacon, uh, you know, I still think it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, piece of safety equipment that everybody should carry on their kayak. You know, um, It'll bring you. It'll bring you help. I mean, for instance, if you were fishing a place like this that's remote, and your cell phone's not reaching anybody, uh, this will bring you help. 
So uh, it, it's well worth it. And, and you, again, you can see, you know, the size of these things, if you can actually see it, um, make it on one side. Anyway, it's very small, fits right on the PFD. So a great piece of safety equipment. Again, they are not a sponsor of my show. Uh, just trying to help you guys all out, get a good deal on a piece of gear that we really like. So anyway, we will be back uh, next Tuesday uh, with actually my producer downloaded um, season five. So I just got those. So we will have episodes from season five uh, starting next Tuesday. So again, the, that would be the first year that we were with Jackson kayak. So, um, should be a good, good episodes. I know we, I think the first one is a trip to Baja. We get a striped Marlin. Um, after that we do a mothership trip to, uh, out to San Clemente Island. So some really cool episodes in that season. So hope you can join us every Tuesday and Thursday two o'clock Pacific time for our live airing of our episodes with commentary. And of course, please bring your questions and your comments and please share with your friends who uh, are into kayak fishing. So we can get more viewers on here. Um, that's always what we want so we can keep doing it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm going to go fishing tomorrow. I'm going to jump on our boat and go fishing. My back has been really, really messed up lately. And uh, so I haven't been able to get on the kayak at all, but uh, I'm going to give it a go to get out on the boat tomorrow. So if you are going out on the water this weekend, please remember to always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care. Oh, I'm going to fix it.